0: let's get on with the show. All
1: right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the CEO, also known as the big cheese of the company Loudmouse, Mark Ensign. His company is loudmouse.com. And if you want to check him out on his personal site, you can visit markensign.com, which is spelled M-A-R-C-E-N-S-I-G-N.com. Mark, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me, Jen. It's great to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just curious to know because it's 2021. Uh, do you feel any different in the new year uh, compared to 2020?
2: <laughs> um, I I do a little bit. Like I don't know if I'm just kind of kidding myself or not, but uh, <laughs> I, because I, I always have that, like, I always shake off the last year and I have my little, you know, uh, process of of the first week of the new year. So mm-hmm. I do, but I think by the second or third week, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is the same as the last one. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think like after, like you said, after the first week or so you're like, uh, we're still in lockdown. Like, I mean in every, every normal year it it, it does start to feel the same after a while. And you know, sometimes you need a catalyst to like have that mental shift of like, yeah, I'm going to start new. I'm going to like, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to turn over a new leaf, but you know, after a while it like fades. And after watching the ball drop at New York city, uh, on live, I was, and and there was like no one there. I was like, yeah, uh, it was empty. I was like, uh, that's a great way to start the year. Um, Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mark, I think, uh, I'm really excited to speak with you. Uh, some people, some things that our listeners should know, fun facts about you is that you are a prolific storyteller, creative marketer and an accomplished musician. Uh, you have spent more than 10 years playing a bass at Broadway show rent. Um, and you learned uh, through that process that you had a gift for marketing and a desire to leverage that gift to change the world. So, so let's talk about that. Uh, and your company loud how did Loudmouse kind of become, uh, maybe the, the, beneficiary of this epiphany of yours that you had this gift of marketing.
2: Sure. So um so I I I started off uh with absolutely no experience and this is <laughs> and, and and there was also really very little internet at the time. I mean I'm not not that I'm showing my age or anything but it was <laughs> it was around 1997. So like we had America online and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 that was about it. Um there was no Facebook, there was no SEO and there was no any of that stuff and mm-hmm. and um so, you know, we had I had to hit the pavement in order to get on Broadway with no experience, no connections. Mm-hmm. Um I was I certainly wasn't the best in, in, in town at the time in New York. Um and so that meant going into the city and networking and meeting people and and um and then once I once I kind of wore that welcome out uh, I, I figured, you know, well, what's a good way for me to position myself as an expert here where everybody wants to be my friend because everybody's mm. really annoyed by me calling them all the time, you know, mm-hmm. cause I did the normal stuff, sending resumes and, and tapes and all that. And, you know, nobody reads resumes, um, even back then. <laughs> and, and, right. uh, and so I got a job writing for a music magazine uh, because then everybody would want me to interview them, and that mm. was the way I kind of got my foot in the door. And that, and I, mm. I what I kind of learned early on was like, okay, so if I do this a little differently than everybody else, if I look for a new way uh, into this, you know, club. Um, I can pretty much get whatever I want. And, and that's kind of how I've approached business and marketing and branding uh, ever since, you know, rather than following the traditional path, but seeing kind of a different way in the door.
1: Yeah, I really like that. That kind of reminds me of my friends uh, when I used to live in uh, San Diego, California and um, San Diego Comic-Con was like a huge thing. And mm-hmm. unfortunately uh, I mean, didn't happen in 2020. So it was like devastating for everyone. But the point is that um, I had friends who had blogs and because they had blogs, like they were just able to get that media pass and get in, you know, and they were able to kind of get in for free. And it sounds to me that, you know, the way that you were able to kind of position yourself to, you know, get the hookup or to get what you wanted, it was about that relationship building and rather than the traditional approach of, you know, kind of knocking doors or making those phone calls, you were you interviewed them. And I think, you know, that's kind of what we do with our podcasting show. It's like, this is how we get in front of people, we interview them, <laughs> because sure. who doesn't want to talk about themselves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. And and also, like when, when you don't know anything. Um, you know, I'm, you know, not that you don't know. I mean, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, when you don't know like how to get a show on Broadway, um, you know, and you decide to like write for a magazine, every single question that I asked them was like, okay, so how would a guy like me get a show mm-hmm. like this? Mm-hmm. And then I'd let them talk. And they were just giving me all the answers that that I would eventually need to then turn it around the following week and say, okay, we <laughs> apply yeah. everything that you just told me.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. I've definitely had, a uh, conversations via podcasting and interviewing where like I'll send I'll send stuff over to my husband. I'm like, hey, this is what I learned today. You should like look into this. You know, <laughs> yeah, like this right, is what right. I found out. Um, no, but that's really awesome. And I, I think some of the best uh, content comes from like people who do interview, but ask like ask questions not that not questions that listeners want to hear or readers want to hear, but you want to hear. I think it makes it more genuine. And I think like you know you're asking questions that everyone else probably wants to know as well.
2: Sure. Of course. I mean, you know, if you think about it, there are only, you know, 10, 15 shows going at a given time mm-hmm. and there's a thousand other bass players that want them. And so, you know, those people want to know like how, you know, let alone guitarists and piano and, and mm-hmm. pianists and whatnot. So.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, am curious to know, when did you uh, kind of make that transition from Broadway and, you know, kind of do the work you do today with uh loud mouse? Like when did you knew you were kind of ready to make that leap? <laughs>
2: Um, I decided that, that, uh, when I, when I, I felt that I was really good at this and, uh, and so, and I saw all my musician friends that, that I went to school with that were terrible at this. Like, you know, they're all like, like they, they didn't know how to get their name out. They were like, mm. they, they were just incredible musicians where their talent was going to waste. And I was like, well, let mm. me show everybody, let me help them. Uh, market themselves, so I decided to start a marketing company for musicians and artists, mm-hmm. and uh, not realizing that all the musicians and artists that I knew were all broke. So, wow. so, I, so I had to expand out into you know to reaching out to other people and, and looking at other things, and I ended up uh, stumbling into a job for American Express. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I could do that, and and uh, I did a job for American Express, and I just could not fathom how they paid me as much as they did, at, mm. you know, at that time. And so, like, you know, there's actually something here. Like, this is not just like a hobby were like a thing to get out of playing in wedding bands, like <laughs> this is actually something that I can that, that I could and should be doing, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I started a marketing company that turned into you know started out as web design back in nine uh, two thousand, then it turned into uh, SEO and it turned into social media and as mm-hmm. the technologies you know kept coming out you know we kind of expanded and then uh, and then after about fifteen years I just found myself um, I just, I, I didn't feel as connected to it. Like it was just groundhog's day, the same mm-hmm. thing, you know, help a plumber get more clients and then help, you know, and mm-hmm. we did everything from not there's anything wrong with plumbers. Um, but we, we just ran the gamut of all these different businesses and it just wasn't fun anymore. And mm-hmm. what I wanted to do was I, I really wanted to focus on how do I really make a difference? Like I've always grown up with this idea that I was going to change the world and all this other, mm-hmm. you know, hoo ha and, 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 uh, and I wasn't doing that. So I, exited that company and, and decided to start loud mouse with this idea of, you know, let me help people get their message out into the world. Let me help, let me help uh, companies build, you know, global movements. Like that seemed really big and hairy and ugly and, and fun. And, uh, and so that's, that's where loud Mouse came to be a couple of years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, I don't know if this was, um, I don't know, maybe like three, four years ago, but I feel like everyone had a fill in the blank movement. <laughs> I don't know if you ever like yeah. noticed that it was like a woman's woman uh, movement or there's like a, like a boss lady move. I'm just thinking about all the women one. Cause obviously, I'm right, like, oh. right. but like there's, yeah, also, right. there's all these like, w- like type of movements that everyone was having. And it was kind of like hashtag fill in the blank movement. And uh, I wonder if uh, a lot of people have moved away from that word. Cause I don't, I don't hear it anymore. I don't hear it as trendy, but I think I, obviously I get what you're saying. It's, it's more about the concept of uh, having a movement um, rather than, You know, always including the word "movement" in in your business name, name or anything.
2: I think I think like anything else that gets you know uh, most things eventually at some point get ruined by marketers, and Mm -hmm. and that's you know and that was and that was one of those things because people were just starting a business out of their house and calling it a move. Like you, you don't get to be the one that calls it a movement. Uh, your your community does mm. and and there's a big difference in you know because a, a movement is much different than a business it's um when you uh, create something where you have a community that is carrying the torch instead of you carrying the torch and just screaming your message at everybody mm-hmm. it's just a much different um, it's a much different approach it's a much different result and it's a much different um, you know, strategy behind it, you know, and, and, and you can't, you can't just say like, you know, like, Hey, look, I created a hashtag. So now it's a movement. Like it just doesn't <laughs> work that way.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I love how you said that, you know, a movement versus let's say uh, a traditional business is uh, rather than you uh, carrying the torch and preaching your message, you have the community uh, doing that for you. That very much reminds me of uh, let's say like Apple, for example, like I'm a big, I've, I've like converted to Apple products like years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of person that will teach you how to use your iPhone, but it's like it's not like Apple is going to send me a paycheck for that. Um, right. But I think that's how you know that you you've built a community of peoples when they're kind of vouching and selling for you. Um, am I hearing that correctly?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's when you have something new coming out, and you don't have to convince people to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's you know you have a, a community of people that are just believers, mm-hmm. and and you know, and within that. Um, you know, within that community, you have uh, you have like you know different kinds of people. Like you have people that will just um, that just pay attention. They don't really do anything, but they but they pay attention. You have mm-hmm. other people that will you know their extent of it is they'll share. You have other people that will um, you know help contribute to you know to that message, and then there are other people that will support you. Mm-hmm. And so you know so there's, so it's and it's that same thing. Like people that like pay attention to Apple just to see what they're doing, and then mm-hmm. you'll have other people that will just you know jump on the bandwagon and buy it the second it comes out and then mm-hmm. you'll have other people that will not just buy it but they will convince everybody that they know <laughs> that they, you know, they'll look down on all their friends that are on Android yeah. uh, you know, because, uh, because it's not Apple mm-hmm. um, and, and y- you want a healthy mix of all these different people not everybody can be the person that's going to you know, berate their friends because they don't, they're not on Apple mm-hmm. you need some people that are just paying attention some people that are spreading the message some people that are, that are really buying in and then some people that are, uh, you know, just the advocates.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark, give us let's let's give like a like a case study. Uh, maybe uh, whether it's a recent client or maybe one of your favorite clients as of late or overall. Uh, walk us through that process. Like a client comes in, what are they typically like, and and how do they, you know, be able to kind of make this transition from that business mindset to that movement mindset
2: um most when most businesses or most ideas that come that come across my desk and, and usually when when it gets to me it's either it's either a, a really big idea that we don't know what to do with this we you know but we want this thing we, we have a feeling that this thing is going to be big or, um you know it's uh it's just a brand new business or idea uh it's not very often you have, like Nike's not going to go like hey we want to change everything we we just want to be we just want to mm-hmm. be a you know start a movement like like it, it'll be with you know an idea within the company or, mm-hmm. or something along those lines um and and normally what what happens is you know the, the the start is like hey I just have this really big idea and I don't know what to do with it then we just kind of flesh it out we got to figure mm-hmm. out like who is it that who is going to be, you know, a member of this community? How big is this community going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, what does this community really care about? And uh, you know, and how do you see the world a little differently? Because you can't just, you know, show up and create, a, a, you know, a mirror of an Apple product and say, "Here's my new movement." You know, mm-hmm. like it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to do things differently that turns, you know, whatever that competitor, whatever that industry is, upside down. Um, Mm. You have to change the way that people look at it so they can't look at it the same way again because Mm -hmm. that is that's how you build a movement. That's how, you know, when, when people can't get you out of their head because like, wow, this is just a different way of looking at it. Um, and, and so uh, so that we, we really kind of flesh that out. Mm-hmm. And then we just start building the community. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of times, one of the first things that people will do is like, so let's start building the brand and let's start, you know, like, like you know, what we start with is like what we call uh, an MVB, uh, which is a minimum viable brand. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to get caught up in a six month exercise on what, you know, what font we should use and what color we should use. (laughs) Um, And and not only that, but like, I I also want uh, our our community to have a say in where this thing is going to go. Because Mm -hmm. when you give the community a say in where this thing is going to go, it builds some level of ownership. And if they have ownership, they're going to care more about it. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to help craft the rules, like the manifesto, that what does this thing really stand for? They're going to like, we're going to set the groundwork, but they're going to help figure out like, um, you know, just a lot of the direction mm-hmm. uh, because it builds that ownership, which creates that advocacy that we're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. So it really is that it, it's, it's a process, but it's, it's a process that's really built around the people um, and, and the people have a say uh, in, in order to uh, to grow this thing.
1: Yeah, and you know, without giving too much away, uh, what does it take to build a community? Like, what are even the early stages of doing that? Like, does that mean oh, build a Facebook group or build a mailing list? Like, what are those initial stages when it comes to building a community?
2: Um, so, th- there's two things: there's the strategy and the tactics. So, the the mm-hmm. tactics, uh, you know, um, we usually start with like a Facebook page, like a private Facebook group to bring in. Uh, a core, you know, member. So like, let's say mm-hmm. we're launching a book and, you know, like, let's say you've created this great idea for a book and we want to turn it into a movement. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to create a closed group and we're going to get clear on who do we want in this group. And we're going to reach out, um, you know, to either specific people that we want to bring into this thing mm-hmm. or uh, specific groups of people like, you know, like, look, we're looking for, you know, women between the age of, you know, 35 and 40 uh, who are, you know, um, uh, independent and, you uh, you know uh single moms or like whatever whatever that group is and we're going to uh you know kind of invite some key people that are you know really strong within those groups mm. and build that up to maybe 50 to 100 people and now now we have our case group our case mm-hmm. study like our you know and and um and uh we're going to share the book with them we're going to you know we're going to give them a couple of um uh you know, book covers that we want them to look at. We're going to, you know, uh, give them some ideas of like, hey, what do you think about this? What if we did this? And we're, you know, we're going to get them interacting and involved. And And, you know, some of the stuff we might already have answers for, some of the stuff is just a matter of us trying to. Uh, gauge where, you know, what what the crowd really wants. Mm -hmm. But um, the most important thing is that involvement, getting them involved, letting them decide what it's going to look like and what it's going to sound like and how it's going to feel. And then once we get, you know, we get all that stuff built out, we get their feedback and then now we're ready for, you know, for the public to see it. Uh, we open it up and they're so excited at this point to, to uh, you know, help get that message out that they're hitting the pavement harder than you are in, mm-hmm. in order to, you know, introduce it to the friends and introduce to the people that they, that they want to, um, they want to bring into the group. Like, you know, because, and, and they're all excited because they're early adopters, they're beta testers, they've, right. you know, they, they there's ownership um mm-hmm. and so that 's how it kind of starts, and then from there we build out you know stuff like we'll build out a manifesto get so we can pe- give people something to hold on to we'll we'll mm-hmm. give them you know that we'll we'll share a vision of where we're going with this mm-hmm. um so they know that where we 're running towards is bigger than themselves yeah. and uh and and just you know and and again just keep that communication it 's so much about communication and interaction
1: yeah, well, thank you for uh sharing all that and get into a fine detail uh even even just the way that you were describing it, I was getting excited. It's like, I want to be a part of something. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, and so I can imagine it, it It must be a joy um, for your clients, you know, to work with you and, and go through that process of, you know, like, again, like kind of transitioning from that typical business mindset to like, hey, let's start a movement, let's have it so that our community is carrying the torch and they, you know, they're the ones that are vouching for us and, um, and excited, you know, to promote our stuff. And, you know, I think that's a really, really incredible mark. Um yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, so as we start to wrap up here, Mark, I just want to make sure that I've covered all my bases. Is there anything else uh you want people to know about Loudmouse or um yeah, just anything else you want people to know about your company?
2: Uh no, I mean I think that it's it's uh, you know, like like just like we practice what we preach, it's really more about them than it is about us. Uh mm. so if you know, if if you have an idea that, that really gets you excited um, you know, I, we're happy to talk to you and, and and point you in the right direction or help you in any way we can.
1: Yeah. Well, beautifully said. And of course our listeners are small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, just curious to know any other parting piece of advice you want to share with them?
2: Um, you know, I, I think, I, and this might have to do with the, the, the new year and, and all that stuff, or, or mm-hmm. just, you know, just the way I kind of approach this stuff, but, but, um, just to just to think really big, like that really big idea that you you know you walk into the new year that you think about when you're doing your goals and you go like, hey, I want to I want to create like a book that sells a million copies that drives people crazy and mm-hmm. you know people are talking about for the next twenty years. Nah, who am I to do that? That's too big. Mm-hmm. Um, not so fast. Like like I you know really I, I don't I, I you know I, a lot of people that that I, I get to meet are people that are on the verge of giving up on that big dream and mm-hmm. uh and, and we help we help them realize it, mm-hmm. and, which is a really cool and fun thing to do, but it also is a lesson in there that uh not you know not to give up yeah. um, and this is coming from a kid that had no experience and was working on Broadway, so you know like if, <laughs> if, I, if I could pull that off anything is possible
1: yeah, yeah, it's like if I could play bass on Broadway like and yeah. then create loud Mouse today, like you could do anything <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Awesome. Well, Mark, it's been such an absolute pleasure having you on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us.
2: It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Mark Ensign. He is the CEO, uh, also known as the Big Cheese at Loudmouse. You can learn more about him and his company at loudmouse.com or check out his uh, personal website at markensign.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.